So about mid-February, I had, um, I was I praying like I usually do, and praying to God, just asking, you know, like, all these last two years with everything weird going on in the world, I've had times where I've asked God, like, is there something more significant to this? Are we in the end times? All those questions. And it seemed like I continually had reaff- you know, affirmations that yes. And and so again, I was, um, this is mid-February, and I just, like, I have this urgency feeling like it is close, and and I know that's kind of weird. So I was praying to God, and I was saying, please show me something. If I am going off the deep end with this thing, please correct me, you know, please show me if we're, if we're truly in the end times, or you know, if I'm just, uh, I don't want to like be one of those people that those extremist people, you know, I'm praying to God about that. And if you know any of the other times where I've done this, um, where I've prayed to God and then I've asked God to show me something in the Bible that will confirm or deny or answer my question. And, um, and I did that again. And I really did not want to have any influence over what page I opened to. And so I was thinking, like, how can I do this and just let it just happen and and see if it's even relevant? And so I actually placed the Bible on a hard surface and um, just on the spine, the back of the book. And just, you know, after I prayed and said, you know, God, show me something and if we are really in the end times, because I, if we aren't in the end times, I want to back off a little bit about what I've been talking about. And anyway, um, the first couple times, just like the cover fell open and there was like no page. It didn't come to any page. And then, um, but the third time it did and it opened up to Ezekiel 38. And so when I first saw Ezekiel 38, it's about you know, Gog and Magog. And, and I know, I mean, for what I thought, I knew that, um, it was towards the end of everything, you know, like after it was all over, pretty much that was like the end war is the way I understood it. And so when I saw that the, the Bible opened to that chapter, I thought, eh, okay, well, it's related, but it's very far in the end. So yeah, we're not at the very end. So, you know, that's it. You know, I'm, I just need to back off a bit about this. And, um, and that was kind of my reaction. I went about the rest of the day, you know, thinking nothing more of it. And then that night I was just listening to some, uh, biblical YouTube videos, which I do. And, um, and it happened to be, I don't, um, I think it was at the beginning of what was happening with, um, I I don't know, I guess it was with Russia. I can look back at, at text messages because I actually sent something to um, my sister about it. But I heard um, Amir Safardi um, talk about, I think that was like 
at the beginning of the war starting and saying, you know, are we seeing Ezekiel 38 unfolding? And when he said that, I thought, what? I thought that was at the very end. And that was the chapter that opened up on my Bible when I opened it. And, and so I was really kind of curious about, well, wait a minute, maybe I need to look more into Gog and Magog. And so then I started just like finding what all different kinds of people, just finding videos about Gog and Magog and, and opinions from people. And then also looking into, um, the Bible and what, I then discovered was that there are two different wars. There's an opinion that there could be two different wars, both called Gog and Magog, one at the very end and one prior to. And that kind of, um, I guess, opened my eyes to, wait a second, this may not be something that I should just blow off. Like, maybe this is telling me something and I just didn't even recognize this. And so of course now I see a lot more about it and a lot more people talking about Ezekiel 38 39 and I'm not I'm not a biblical scholar on any of this stuff. I just obviously um I just have been curious about it and um and you know want to know the truth. And it's, anyway, um, it's something if you haven't, if you're not familiar with Gog and Magog, um, it's, that's something to look up right now. And the point about this particular chapter is that um, there's, there's a lot of things in it that um, I'm not going to even try to even give any insight to it because I really need to study it first. I have not studied that, but there are a lot of similarities in here um, with, you know, earthquakes and mountains falling into the ground and flattening out. And those are a lot of things that are talked about in the end time. I mean, it, it does talk about like a wrath and, um, and it talks about um, this Gog entity coming towards Israel and it's something to keep an eye out for I would say because um, the whole point of this I mean what God basically says is he's telling what is going to happen and he's saying you know trust me this is going to happen and I am doing this this is God saying he's I'm doing this so that I am proved holy through you before their eyes. So this is another example of God using bad things to show who he is. So in one of the verses, it says, in days to come, Gog, I will bring you against my land so that nations may know me when I am proved holy through you before their eyes. So God is going to bring this Gog person, entity, whatever, to Israel, and God is going to defeat this Gog, and it's going to show who God is. So God, a lot of these things that happen that are are very shocking, surprising, um, if you look at any kind of uh, miracles that happened in the Bible, they were all done all with a purpose, 
for people to know God. It wasn't to, it wasn't necessarily to give somebody a longer life or to, to, I don't know. Um, it wasn't for that own person's benefit. If you think about it in that way, if you look back at the Bible and you see why things happened, things that make you just stop and say, wow, those kinds of things, they happen because God's trying to show us who he is. And we have to also remember, as we learn from the Bible, is that the things that are here on earth, that's not our, you know, our success is not measured through what we know on the earth. Our success will be to be in eternity with God. And if we're thinking about success here, we've lost the big picture sight. We're being really small people and we're not looking at things the way God wants us to look at things because what is here is very small. It's very temporary. It's not as big as what God has planned. The bigger thing is on the other side of all of this. And if we lose sight of the eternity with God, we've lost everything. Don't get so wrapped up in what's happening here because this is really a transition. And whether it's good or it's bad, if you're in good times, enjoy the good times. If you're in bad times, think about eternity because you just have to get through the bad times to get to the good times. And it, we're, all of us to some degree are going to have to go through some pretty tough times. And one thing that is really important, and I, and again, I think I do need to do a podcast or something on that, um, for my own benefit and for everybody else's, um, just to talk about preparation, because after Jesus talked about the things, the signs of the end in Matthew 24, and then he talked about, you know, the most important thing was to be prepared. And that's the thing that I think everybody needs to focus on. I mean, if, if these things are not just coincidences that I happen to pray and open the Bible to certain verses that talk about end times, if that's not, I mean, if that's more than a coincidence, then we all truly need to prepare and not out of fear necessarily, but that's a good thing too, because if that's what it takes to get you to take action, you know, so be it. But it's not necessarily scare us because, um, it's a, it's about God's love for us, but it's also a warning. It's just like a wake up. Like if you, if you don't understand this is real and you're still one of those skeptical people, that's why you need to start as soon as possible because it takes a long time to, con- to, I guess, convince yourself and get your questions answered, um, figure out if you believe this. It's so easy and you'll have like most of the world telling, kind of blowing this off like it's not true, it's not important. But that's when you find out from the Bible that there are evil spiritual forces that are influencing, then you realize that, you know, people who make fun of this stuff and say it's not true, 
they could very well be under evil influences to work on behalf of evil um, because they are they are not saved people and they're they haven't been awakened yet and they're still blind to what's going on they're still living in this little world not realizing how enormous grandiose and big god is they haven't grasped that yet so out of their own ignorance they are projecting that on other people and and so anyway um it's each individual has to figure it out so the sooner you do it the better off you'll be because it's not something that happens overnight i can tell you that and it's um met with resistance too it's even personally like i was seeking god but at the same time i wasn't like ready to jump right in i mean this has been a long process for me and it's taken me a long time to feel the way i feel today about all of this but it once a person realizes this is truth and that um there are a lot of people who were in the same spot that I was before I realized this and understood this was truth and this wasn't just like, oh, you can believe anything you want um, because it doesn't matter. You know, <laughs> well, it does matter. And um, it's not it's not something to be taken lightly. It's not something to um, be very casual about because uh there is a lot of information in the Bible about what, what is coming up and what's going to happen. And the people who prepare are the ones who will, who will get through it. And the ones who don't prepare are the ones who are going to struggle really badly. And I think it's always better to be prepared. Um, it's not saying that if you're prepared, it's going to be easy. But we need support from others who are also preparing and and I think that's really what my direction is probably going to be going forward is that um, just to be supportive of other people who are also doing this this is not talking about um, becoming a prepper and having a bomb shelter and all this stuff you know what it it doesn't matter what it really doesn't matter how it happens because at some point in our lives our lives will end some way and we can't I mean why are we protecting it because if we're protecting it we don't fully understand what's on the other side of it all the eternity part we if we're so like worried about protecting our lives we are not looking at this in eternity we're not looking at we are immortal. We will be immortal. We aren't like at the moment right now, but we will be. And we're going to either be with God or without God. And that's the important part to think about. Anything that goes on here, it's it's really immaterial. It's, I guess God has, he knows how it's going to happen with each of our lives. I mean, some of us may go naturally. Some of us may go through a war. Some of us may go through what, whatever. I don't know. I mean, everybody has a different way that we are going to go. When we go, it's just a transition. It's not the end. 
it's not the end. And what we have to be thinking about is what happens after that. That's the important part. And there is preparation, like I said. So um, we need to pray about it. And we need to know what God has planned for each of us in our future. I mean, what are we supposed to do? Um, like I said, not not like finding a little bomb shelter where we can hide out. I mean, that's not the purpose of, I mean, God doesn't want us just to focus on our own self. He wants us to help other people. And I think the most important thing is the spiritual preparation. It's not the physical part. The spiritual preparation and the trust in God that whatever comes, that we're just looking to God. We're not trying to make our life necessarily comfortable, um, that we have everything we need because eventually we're just, we're going to make that transition. So think about that transition and, um, and just get every one you care about ready for that transition and not in a fearful way. And that's what that it's really hard because, um, there's two things that you usually hear that people are most fearful of. And one of them is speaking in public. And the other one is death. Those are the two things. And that's just a natural fear that people have. And I think the reason people have that natural fear is because they don't truly know God. Because if you truly know God, you do not have fear of death. In fact, you welcome death to a certain degree. Like, sure, you're going to miss people that you care about. But when you think about the other side of it, you want those people to come with you you know, to be in God's presence with you, but you don't, you don't worry about it. Like you just know that it's like the, I guess the way to explain it is if you have to go through a little bit, it's just like anything, no pain, no gain. I mean, if you have to, if you're working out and you start working out and you've never worked out before and your muscles are sore and and you don't feel like doing it anymore because you have pain. But if you stick with it and you keep doing it, that pain turns into what you were trying to achieve as far as physical fitness and an athletic build or whatever. And you go through that pain to get a better result. But if you never go through that pain, you don't get to that result. And the same thing, I mean, we're going to have to transition at some point. And, um, and all we need to do is trust God, that God knows he's going to handle things the way he's, he's got it planned for us based on who we are and what's going to happen with us. And um, the important part is just preparation of ourselves to be in eternity. And that is, that is really knowing God and seeking God. Don't blow this off. Don't think this is something I don't have to worry about. Um, let people believe whatever they want to believe. Of course, you do that. You just you don't force anything on anyone. But as an individual, if you are not checking out what is in the Bible and trying to figure out what you believe, if you're not even looking at it, you're just blowing it off and you don't even care about it, you're not being very wise. 
you're really, if, if you tout yourself as an intelligent person, this is one area where I'm going to just say you're not being very wise and you're not using your intelligence because anyone who will tell you that you have a book in front of you that you can learn from and you can know about something that will affect you for eternity, but you don't take the time to look into it and to see what it says that's going to affect your personal life and all the people around you, and you don't even care about it. I mean, that's ignorance. That's just pure ignorance that you wouldn't even look into it. I'm not saying you have to believe it, but you need to look into it at least. Because if you don't, you're just, you're foolish. That's all I can say. And you can't avoid it forever because it's going to happen. Whether or not you look into it, it's still going to come about. So I'm not trying to be mean about it, but um, I'm just saying it's important. And I don't think people are looking at this like they should. They aren't, they aren't realizing it's important. Um, I didn't realize it was important. And, and so that's why I can say that because I know how I thought and I was ignorant. And now that I know, I'm kind of warning everybody else, just like, pay attention to this. Don't blow it off. Don't think this is something that doesn't matter and ignore it. I mean, that could be the worst thing that you would do. That is when you are completely unprepared and uh, you're going to have a really hard time if you're not prepared. So I don't know. This wasn't my very best podcast, but um, this is another one of those coincidences that happened. And um, maybe I'll do another podcast when I actually read a little bit more about Ezekiel or study it more to speak more intelligently on it um, after getting other resources too and in reading the Bible. But reading the Bible and praying to God and asking God for wisdom is the only way that any of us get any of this information. And of course, we can go to other people, other sources, other people who have studied, who um, scholars, um, ones who've spent quite a bit of time studying these things. And um, we can listen to them. And then we can go back to the actual scripture, the word, and double check what they're saying. Because even people who are really intelligent might get things wrong, but pray about it to God, read it, listen to other people, see if it matches up with the Bible. Um, don't take anyone's word because, you know, we all have to face it. We're all people. We're all humans. We're all imperfect and we're not going to be perfect. So you can't put all your trust in a human being. It's just not very wise to do that. So pray to God and read the Bible and Try to connect with other people who do have some educational study. I mean, they've spent some time doing this and understand um, if it's your, especially if it's your first time ever reading, um, seek other people, but pray about it most importantly and read it directly from the Bible. Don't just start following a person because people do get things a little skewed and a little mixed up at times. Everyone 
including me. So I'm still, I'm still learning, but, um, I'm, I guess I'm on year three of reading and studying the Bible. So anyway, um, this is very long, but I encourage you to open up that Bible. Thanks. Bye.